Hey everyone, welcome to the Calibration Corner, the vidcast where we're going to talk to folks in and around agriculture. I'm Clint Chaffer. I'm Brian Boak, and welcome to the Calibration Corner. Hey, welcome back to the Calibration Corner. First off, I want to say thanks for watching. And if you like the video, be sure to like the video. And we ask you to subscribe and ring the bell to get notified each and every time that we post new content. So I think for this first episode, I think it would be nice to do a quick introduction yeah. and let the audience know who you are. So, uh, so Brian, how about uh, how about you start this off? Um, name's Brian Boak. Uh, I grew up in uh, northwest Illinois. Probably not the part of Illinois everybody thinks of and farms in. Um, we had corn, soybeans cattle, hogs growing up, went to community college in Iowa, um, got a degree in farm management, came back home to the farm and uh, started a seed business, um, sold seed for about 12 years, did some uh, crop consulting, soil sampling, kind of built up that way. And, and currently, uh, I'm an agronomist on an operation and, uh, and I'm active in my family farm too. Yeah, so you've uh, you've done a lot of a lot of different things, uh, you know. I mean, uh, from from coming out of college there, and uh, uh, I think also, you know, I mean, just being active on the farm and really farming your own acres too, right? Yeah, yep. Um, so we're like I say, probably some tougher soils, Illinois sand irrigation, um, and then river bottoms, uh, which I think you can relate to pretty uh, pretty well there on the last one. Yeah, well, I tell you what, for for myself, we also farm uh, in uh, in the same area that uh, the Brian farms. Actually, just about uh, just a couple miles away from each other. So, uh, grew up next to each other there. Uh, we basically do corn, soybeans. We had cattle up until uh, 2002. Ran off to college, came back, and I jumped into the. Uh, really jumped into software for, yeah, for yeah. ag software uh, and then went over to precision ag uh, and then uh, doing auto steering and things of that nature. And uh, now I've landed in the, uh, in the seed side of the business uh, really focused around, uh, around soybeans. So still help mom and dad on the farm, but uh, don't, don't, none of my own acres or anything, yep, but uh, yep. Hey, with us today, we're really excited to bring Jason Danner onto the show. Jason is a uh, good friend of Brian and I's and runs Danner Excavating. Jason, how about you introduce yourself to the to the audience? My name's Jason Danner, and I'm in uh, Western Illinois out here in Alito. Uh, I run an excavation and tiling business. I'm originally from the state of Virginia. Uh, I went to college at Iowa State. That's how I wound up in the Midwest. Um, and I uh, met my wife, Kate, and that's how I ended up back here in Illinois. So, um, well, that's great, Jason. And I want to say, uh, you know, just, you know, thank you for joining the show. Yeah, first appreciate off. It. I mean, first, taking, first guest. Yeah. First guest. Yeah. So a lot of pressure yep. on you here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for real. <laughs> when you, uh, when you came back to Western Illinois, um, how did you get started in excavating tiling everything you do? Uh, I have an agronomy degree from Iowa state. So, uh, I actually came to Illinois working fertilizer and retail. Um, while I was working, or while I was in school at Iowa State, I worked for a, a local farmer who had some excavating equipment, and I always really enjoyed it. Um, got a little bit of dirt work in my background from back home, and uh, I kind of took to it real well, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and when I worked fertilizer and retail, I had uh, I started in 2012 with a side business of uh, excavating, and we did a lot of land clearing and tree removal like culverts and ponds installation nothing really big just kind of on the side evenings you know when we had time yep. uh, you know and it just kind of i started evolving that into something more like that i wanted to do instead of working for somebody else and uh sure. in 2015 uh 
I took it full time and, uh, it was a huge jump for me because financially it went from you're getting paid every two weeks. And now you're getting paid when you get a job done. And then you had to also, you had to promote your business. You had to, uh, I mean, you just had to do everything. You had to do the financial stuff. You got to do the accounting. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a headache, uh, to a degree, but it's also very, very rewarding. And I like that. And I like that I can have my own schedule. So, and do so whatever. you've been, You've been doing this now for what you said, five years, you know, full time. I mean, full time. Yep. and, and you're, you've really expanded out into, I mean, a lot of different jobs. I mean, I know you've sent us different videos and pictures at different times and, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you, you went from Snapchat, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I mean, you're doing clearing, you're doing tile work, you're doing, uh, it looks like you've been even doing some, uh, some dirt leveling and, and things of that nature yeah, for, uh, for different areas. You're working on a ball field now. Is that right? Is uh, that kind of. Uh, we we did the mass dirt work, so mate, just basically getting a ball diamond, getting it was trees. Basically, just took the the trees off and then uh, got the field within grade, so that then it could be seeded and everybody else can do all the fine work, uh, hand work, and then like build the infield and stuff. So we did all the mass excavation work on that, which is pretty neat because it's right here in Alito and it was for the city of Alito and the park district. So it's really to me, it's. To me, it fills me, you know, it fills me up knowing that uh, I get to work for my hometown now and uh, things will be there, you know, for forever and ever, hopefully. Yep. So okay. if we built it right. And then uh, <laughs> I actually just got done with the city of Alito or almost done. We got a little bit more work to do, um, which the weather's been awesome this year for us here in December late. It's I mean, it's since I've gotten started, <laughs> it, this has been the best year we've had this late in the year so been very fortunate and blessed there but uh we're finishing up on a retention pond project for the industrial park in alito which is a bunch of you know dirt work getting getting water slowed down so it doesn't you know erode or cut that's kind of you know that's just come you know second hand i i got into tiling with uh with a business partner who's a little bit older than me that's very knowledgeable in the in the tiling side of things and uh he's taught me a lot about how to manage and control water and then i've kind of taken i've kind of taken on to that with the software and stuff that we've uh we've been able to purchase and use for the tiling side of things and it's just i like to tell people now that you know i try i can i can control water when it's almost on the verge of not being controlled <laughs> so <laughs> You know, you you mentioned there, Jason, on uh, on just like on the software piece and and getting into to some of that. Uh, and I know there's a lot of technology that is, is around the tiling business, right? Um, and, and I've also seen again, Barry, back to some of your pictures and videos. Uh, it looks like you use a, a pretty wide gambit of of different pieces of technology, whether it's lasers or whether it's GPS. Uh, how about you give us a little insight into what is that technology that you do use? Well, for the dirt work side of things, uh, on the dozers and stuff, we'll use, uh, just a regular laser. We haven't integrated with GPS. I mean, that stuff's it's, it's crazy expensive. Um, but on the tiling side of things, you know, we're talking about uh 10th grade, uh, you know, we're talking about stuff that's so flat. It's it, to me, the GPS was worth it because it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Uh, and then it's also, it's from an efficiency standpoint. I mean, there's no, there's no hard point surveying that you would have to do. 
you know, you don't have to go out with your grade rod and your laser and, and say, well, this is height here and then this is the height there. And now you got to do math and, and do all that. The GPS technology, you know, we're, we're running Trimble and then we run an FMX display on the plow. And then I can take that and then I put it into my survey rig to survey stuff too. So Trimble's what we're using. I've got my own base station that I set out in the field with me and it, you know, triangulates or whatever. And um, we get it narrowed down and our, we're using that for, for our correction. And it's, uh, it's very, very, very accurate. And it would surprise it. When I tell people it surprises them, you know, how accurate the GPS is. So um, it's come a long ways. There's still people that are still running laser uh, on the tiling side of things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just, we went with the GPS because I think it's a little less, uh, cumbersome, I suppose. When, so like, if somebody's going to call you, if I call you and say, Hey, Jason, I got this field. Um, I got some drainage issues. I, I got some drainage issues. You know, I'm wanting you to uh, maybe take care of it. What's your process for starting there? Like, how do you go about trying to lay a field out to, to start to figure out what tile, what size of tile you need? what the runs are going to be. Yeah. So, uh, first and foremost, I'm going to meet with you, uh, probably at the field. You're going to show me what your problems are, whether it's uh wet holes or you say, Hey man, I want this gridded. I got, I, I, I want to grid it. I've got to, I got to get going on this and we'll start. I'll usually start by surveying that with my survey rig, which is just a little uh, rig with a globe on it and an antenna and we'll build a boundary and then, a to and then, and then record the interior of that. And I'm, what I'm basically doing at that point is building a topography map. I can also use a map from another, it's got to be RTK. Like if you plant RTK with your planner, I can take that and plug it into my software here at home yep. and have a token. And then from there, uh, grade, grade and drainage area, you know, and I can do, I can get the drainage area from, uh, you know, soil and water up here the guys in Alito for the in any county really they can give me the how much you know drainage is coming into that and yep. that'll allow me to size pipe accordingly um certain footage you know certain size tile is only really required so many feet and then you have to upsize and so I've got books and and you know little cheat sheets and stuff like that that help me uh sure. size pipe, uh accordingly more or less so and then if we're going to run dry dams or something and run surface water into it, yep. it's usually just a rule of thumb. We'll go ahead and double. Like if you were wanting a four inch uh, pipe, just to say four inch lateral or something, and we're going to put a dry dam on it, we'll probably bump that up to a five or maybe even a six just so that we can handle the surface water and we're not cutting anything off. So how much, uh, uh, how much more water does a five inch pipe carry than a four inch pipe? So usually it's about double. A five, okay. will carry, oh, wow. a five would carry two fours. Uh, six will carry two fives, eight will carry two, two sixes, uh, and so on. It's within, within like, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say hundreds, but it's within a relative of if you thought you needed two sixes, sure. it would be for to, to, to tile in one eight inch. Sure. So yep. comes down what's to your drainage area width. Yep. What's your typical, uh, distance between, uh, between your laterals? Uh, a lot of that will depend, uh, one on what, uh, that farmer. So I work with, I work with the farmers. I'm not going to go in there and say, you know, 
this is what you need. I don't know the, I don't know your farm like you do. Uh, you're going to tell me, Hey, this is a wet, this is a wet, nasty field, or it's not terrible, but it could be better. And we'll, we'll take that with, you know, we'll take that and we'll use that information that, that they've provided us. Cause for once again, you're going to know more as farming the ground, you're going to know more about that than I am. I mean, I'm just, I'm there for two weeks, <laughs> you know, after we, get down with it. You know, I can offer my opinions and insights and what I think is a good return. But a lot of that will, if you were to ask me and you were say, I have no idea, I will probably look at a soil map and get the drainage characteristics and the coefficients on that. If it's a wet, nasty soil, we can go all the way down to forties. Uh, haven't really laid 20 foot centers very, very much, uh, just maybe here and there, but we lay a lot of 60, a lot of 60 foot centers for, uh, for most of our patterns. And that's the tile guys and the people that we deal with, they say that's a really, really good return rate. So, um, on your investment. So 60 seems to be, uh, a pretty popular one. When you're going, does a soil type play a difference in how deep it is or how far apart or any of those things, or maybe even surface layers, uh, depth of soil? Yeah. So in general, uh, the rule of thumb that I've been taught is for every depth in the, every foot of depth in the ground is 10 foot of draw laterally. And, uh, and, uh, most of our soils out here, like your muscatoon and stuff like that, that's really good draining soil. Uh, it perks really well. The water rolls through it pretty good. If you, if you were to tile four foot deep, you'll get 40 feet each way. So that's where the old 80 foot centers okay. comes into play on that type of ground or, um, any more it. Yeah. The tighter the dirt, we're definitely going to tighten them up because the water doesn't necessarily, the water doesn't want to move laterally. You know, it doesn't want to move down. So it's not going to move laterally very easy either. So we need to have that pipe where that water is. And, uh, with the way it rains, it seems like anymore. I get a lot of guys coming and say, Hey man, I want this thing to flush like a toilet after rain. And it's like, well, we're going to bring them. In. We're going to bring the, we're going to bring the tile up. So when I first got started in the tiling, uh, it was four, four and a half feet, get it as yep. deep as you can always have the depth. And, uh, and I started realizing, you know, kind of on my own also is that's not always the best case because it takes time for that water to get there. And especially, you know, in yep. a tougher dirt. So I, I'm not saying that it doesn't work, but I'm starting to realize that if we bring it, if, if we know we're, we've got an issue with drainage, we will bring that tile up and we will bring the spaces together, the spacing together. And we're getting a whole lot better. I call it a drainage characteristic or like a profile of it yep. makes it more. even as we're drawing that down, you got all the pipe kind of trying to be in the same uh, profile in the dirt in the same horizon. And it's just, I, I feel like you get a, a better drainage uh, out of that. And, we would no, we would not be able to do that uh, efficiently at all without the programs and the software and the GPS. And I'm assuming so, some of that, like what you're talking, is potentially in some of these river bottom silty, the really fine clay particle soils. Maybe is uh, is an area where got to move that up. Maybe not be four four and a half foot deep. I mean, is that is that fair? Is that yeah yeah? Uh, it seems. It seems like with the GPS, we do end up laying a lot of low grade, you know, on a tenth, which is which is for all intents and purposes almost flat. Um, and that tenth is is one inch of fall per hundred. Yep, per hundred feet. Yep. 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 
so it's not very it's not very much and we yep. deal in tenths it's more like an inch and a half so instead of 12 inches it's you know 10 tenths in a foot so but no the river mm-hmm. bottoms we're gonna tighten that up bring the bring the pipe up in that yep. three foot three three to three and a half feet and i've laid stuff in some really really tight stuff at 30 inches for a guy so Wow. What, what would you say, you know, I mean, just overall in, in all of it, whether it's tiling or, or the excavating side or any of that, uh, what are some of your biggest challenges that, uh, that you see? I would assume weather is probably one of the, yeah. one of the big ones. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but what are some of those other challenges that you run into uh, on these jobs? Yeah. Uh, whether, whether you're a hundred percent right on that, I would say that's probably my biggest, my biggest factor. Um, other challenges just, uh, not necessarily uh, all the time, but we deal with some areas that are flat, and uh, it's just trying to get trying to build a, a, a an efficient plan for a guy and keep it keep the cost for them down. Uh, I'm not trying to go out there and put as much tile in your field as we can absolutely get. I want it to work for you, and I want you to call me back at the end of the day if you <laughs> want another project. So, uh, trying to you know, trying to make it profitable for me and also for the farmers, probably one of the ch- more challenging things that I, I try to deal with. Um, other than that, it's, it's pretty, pretty plain and simple. Uh, we do get into some challenges with some fields that you're like, man, and the guy's like, I've got to get this drain. It's like, we can't get there unless we spend this much money, whether we have to come in and, and dig down, dig a bench. Uh, Cause we can only plow uh, five and a half foot deep with our machine. Um, so if we have to be six or seven feet deep to get it through an area, we'll have to bring some, uh, excavating equipment in, dig down a bench to where we can, we can grade through that. So those would be challenges, uh, that we run into, you know, not, not fairly often in this part of the world, but we have run into them. So it, it, it also seems like you got to be a pretty decent mechanic as well from, uh, from just some of our other conversations. I mean, you're, it's just, it's big equipment, right? So, I mean, there, there are things that break and there's things that you need to change and work on and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, uh, a new tiling machine, you know, it's well over 500 grand. Some of them are up to 800,000 now, uh, with all the bells and whistles on them. And we didn't, when I got into tiling with Jeff, uh, my business partner, we, he come to me and he says, well, what do you think about getting into tiling? And at that point in time, I was like, absolutely. I don't want anything to do with it. I, I said, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm drinking coffee when you guys are out there busting, you know, busting your humps, you know, and it's snowing and it's nasty. And it's, it's there's no good time to tile unless you're tiling in the summertime. <laughs> and that's, that, you know, all, off and on we're trying to move that way to get some of this workload down and stuff but um when we when i got started i said i just i'm not gonna i'm not gonna work for you jeff but if i can talk to the bank we can work something out and we'll we'll buy a machine together and so we did we went with an older used machine and like anything it's been a good machine but it is going to break down and you know our machine's a german made machine and parts are just kind of like well we got to get them over from the boat and (laughs) we've got we got a really good uh, company that we bought the machine from. They service us. I mean, they're awesome. It's Northland Trenching, and uh, we we deal a lot with them. And, and they're they've been good guys. Very very knowledgeable group of guys. So without them, we'd be probably lost. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. Like I said uh, just uh, th- those types of machines. I mean, they they seem like they're fairly unique. It's yeah. not like a you know a, a John Deere or a Case IH tractor yeah, down the road. You know, so. 
Yeah. What's your favorite part? What's your, I mean, what's your favorite thing that you do year in, year out? Uh, I, I like tiling. Uh, I like to watch the water run. Um, the older I get, the more I enjoy running a bulldozer. Uh, I used to enjoy the excavator the most because it's get in there and, and hog it out and beat it up and tear it up. And, um, <laughs> the bulldozer part was kind of just like, and I wasn't necessarily good at it when I first got started. I kind of taught myself how to do everything. And, uh, the older I get, the better I get on a bulldozer. It's like the, uh, it's the finished stamp. That's the product that you're yep. going to, uh, get paid for and so i really enjoy running the bulldozer and making it look as good as i can get um uh, when we're doing that but uh tiling's probably the most fun for me though because it is it's it's kind of balls of the wall when we're going so it's it's hurry up and go and yeah and, and get, get on one and, and try to get paid <laughs> yeah, cash so, and checks i figured was going to be up there towards the top of the favorite part of the job that, yeah off the record, that's number one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, so. you know, especially especially around the the tiling and the and the water work. Um, you know, I, I would assume like there's you know certain uh, environmental you know thought processes that go into that with conservation and things of that nature. Uh, do you see much changes coming down the road with a new administration coming in and in 2021? I mean, is there any you know any big things that you think are going to affect your business? Um, we, uh, the waters of the U S, uh, if it comes back into play, uh, Trump kind of kiboshed it there for a little while and slowed us down. We've had some projects get canceled, uh, down, uh, South of here because of the waters of the U S. And so people are just kind of, um, in limbo on that, whether or not they should do something or not. Cause they don't want to, you know, spend the money and then have be like told, Hey, you got to take that out, uh, or get fined even potentially. But, uh, with the new, if the new administration wants to get down to uh that level of restriction then yes it will probably it would be pretty detrimental to the tiling business um there are other parts in the world even like canada you have you would have to get a drainage you have to have a drainage license um and then your equipment has to be able to lay grade within a within a certain spec to even get your license okay uh, up there uh if that were to happen obviously I would, I would go get my drainage license cause I would, I would want to continue doing what I'm doing. But, uh, <laughs> if, you know, if it ends up being that, then, um, we'll do whatever we can to, to, to make it right and make it make continue business. So the restrictions on our end are, they're kind of scary, but at the same time, yeah. I'm necessarily too worried about them at this point in time. Yep. Yeah. All right. What, uh, from your standpoint, if you were telling, I doesn't matter farmer or business people, or maybe it's a <clears throat> kid about ready to get out of college and trying to figure out how to be on the farm. What, uh, what do you think people should know that they don't know? And I guess I'll let you take that in whatever direction you want to, or multiple, uh, accounting, accounting. accounting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, I don't want to bad mouth the school system or anything, but it's, you know, <laughs> English and everything like that, that they're all important subjects, but nobody really teaches you. Uh, nobody really teaches you, uh, the drive that it takes to own your own business. And I think yep. that if you, if, if someone works is saying, Hey, I'd like to get back to the farm and, and farming's tough right now. And we all know that, um, all, all three of us are farmers here too. 
margins are tight and it's tough to come back to that. And I think that if you're looking into a business, I would, I would start with the small things and, uh, and hopefully it will snowball for, for that individual, uh, just like it did for me. You know, I started with an excavator and that's all I had because I knew I could, I could do quite a bit of work with an excavator and then I got a bulldozer and then it just, then I ended up in tiling and truck and (laughs) trailers. And so, uh, just start small and be real particular with your work. You know, it's, you gotta have, you gotta have customers and you gotta have those guys call you back. So be good to them and they'll be good to you. Is is kind of what I try to do. Yeah. I think, uh, knowing your cost of production is important in every line of business and, and maybe one of the most underrated things that, uh, nobody really likes to talk about. I agree with you hundred percent. Well, hey, Jason, I just want to say thanks a lot for, for being the first guest on, uh, on the Calibration Corner with, uh, with Brian and I. So it's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. And uh, I tell you what, uh, I, I respect everything you've done with your business of, uh, of growing this up. Uh, so, uh, so thanks again for joining here. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. All right. Yep. Have a good one. Yep. Well, Clint, it was good talking to Jason. Um, kind of as we wrap up there, what's, what's your thoughts on it from your background, your standpoint? What do you think about the conversation? Yeah, I tell you what, uh, having that conversation with Jason was, uh, was fantastic. Um, you know, if I look back on just uh, some of his different uh, comments, um, I think it's fascinating just the integration of technology uh, in the just that excavating and tiling work, yep. right? Uh, everything from just all that, that, that grade control, yeah. you know, everything dealing with GPS and, and the software work that has to happen For you sure. know, on the For front sure. side yep. of it. Uh, absolutely just uh, fascinating to me. Uh, the other piece that I would say is just, uh, you know, he's an entrepreneur, yeah. right? I mean, starting this business from, you know, from scratch five years ago to, to really uh, he's, he's one of the, he's got uh, a really thriving business yeah. in the area. He does really well. Absolutely. Yep. So how about yourself? What, uh, what was your takeaway? Uh, you know, so I think a lot of water management, I think in ag, I think we as a whole don't probably give water enough credit, you know, um, there, there's some kind of some companies I would say in this space that are doing a really nice job, kind of bringing it to, to light. So it, it kind of changes everything. But one of my favorite things about tile is, uh, when we add it in places, we usually see more nutrients get into plants that we're applying, um, you know, where oxygen kind of controls everything in the soil and, and tile really helps that out. Um, regulating pH and drainage. Um, there, there's just a lot of good things there. Uh, working with Jason, I like being able to call him and ask him questions, bounce things off of him. And uh, he's got a degree in agronomy too from Iowa State. Yep. So so it's it's really good to call and Sometimes maybe I'll ask him a question and he'll give me an answer and he may call me back a week later and say, you know, I thought about that. And while I did it and it's, it's, uh, it's good to have those people around you. No, absolutely. So, well, Hey, with that, I just want to thank everybody for, uh, for joining us here today. Uh, be sure to comment, subscribe, ring the bell to get notified, uh, every time that, uh, that, that we put out new content and, uh, thanks for joining, uh, the calibration corner. And thank you. <laughs>